Hi, everybody. It's V. Welcome back to Grit and Glamour, the podcast. Recently got a direct message from E. Gallant on Instagram. And E, I don't know your name. I actually don't know your name. I just know you're E and I'm V. But anyway, so E. Gallant sent me a direct message on Instagram. And she is a podcast listener. And thank you for that. Thank you for your support. She said, can you maybe do a podcast on finding true and meaningful friendships these days? She wrote, I feel like the older I get, the harder it is to find real friends. I agree. I agree. And I will be the first to admit that I am kind of not really good in the friendship department, but I feel like it's not for lack of trying. In my heart of hearts, I believe that I have been a good friend to the people who have come through my life as friends. And I feel like I know that I've been a good friend because I always approach friendships with good intentions. I'm not a jealous person. I don't really compare myself to, to my friends. I celebrate their successes as I celebrate my own. And the reason why I kind of feel like it's more like them and not me is because generally speaking, everyone who's in like my ex-friend category, which I'll admit also, I have more ex-friends than friends probably, All the people in the former friend category tend to try and circle back and come back into my life. Uh, They try to contact me after a falling out. And that leads me to believe that they realize they're the ones that made an issue or had an issue and that it wasn't me at all. So when I, and I will get to the topic at hand here, but when I decide that I no longer have room in my life for someone I feel does not have their best intentions at heart when it comes to my relationship with them. Once I decide that, and it's usually after like, it's a three strikes you're out kind of deal. It's not after the first time that I see their true colors. It's usually on the third time after some argument or some snide remark or something. And I sort of (laughs) excommunicate them. I do it wholly and I do it for a reason. I don't really like to circle back to those relationships because I realize for myself that they served the point, the purpose they needed in my life and it's time to move on. And also my podcast, I think it was episode 22 when I talked about bullying and bullies and knowing your worth. And, and I, I posted a quote on Instagram about, you know, you, you teach people how to treat you by what you accept. I believe that just allowing people, like I have, I have a friend who tried to get in touch with me years after a falling out. And I was kind of like, why the radio silence for four or five years? You know, I mean, you, now all of a sudden something's going on in your life and you have a guilty conscience or whatever. I don't know. But my point is that the reason why I, I don't allow these people back into my life is because they need to learn a lesson too, that when you have a good friend and when someone has been true to you and you treat them badly, they need to realize that is not how you have relationships with people and by learning and they have to learn the hard way, which is that sometimes the damage is done and it can't be repaired with reminiscing or an apology or what have you years after the fact. But back to the topic at hand, why is it so hard to make friends as adults? 
I feel like for women, this is a much more prevalent issue than for men. I feel like all the men that I know in my life have friends they've had from childhood. They have friends that are that have been in their lives for decades. And for women, I see this less commonly. And from my, I can only speak from my perspective, obviously. As a woman who is in her mid-40s, who is childless by choice, I can absolutely say that I know right now in my particular life, one of the reasons why I have a hard time making new friends is because I don't have children. Many, many women and men make new friendships and long-lasting friendships through their relationships and friendships forged by their children. So I don't have kids, so I'm not going to the PTA meetings. I'm not involved in kid-related activities. I'm not meeting other parents and moms. We're not bonded through our children's schools or sports or whatever activities they're in. I am not in that circle, so I am not even exposed to those people and, you know, given the opportunity that way to develop new friendships with people who are on a similar path in life. Similarly, since we are not on a similar path in life, I don't get those invitations to come to birthday parties and things like that, which is okay. You know, I don't expect those things in my life. I am doing different things. I have different pursuits from most people who have children where their sole focus is really their children as it should be. Even though I have friends who are parents who, you know, I adore, when you are a parent and you are so busy with your kids, you just don't have time to go have a glass of wine on the regular with your girlfriends. I mean, I think a lot of parents combine their sort of social relaxation and social activities with the activities of their children. So, you know, you go to the kid's birthday party, the parents all have a little glass of wine and... And that's where you get that chit chat and the friendships that develop and they are all set and based around children. As per usual, I decided to consult the Oracle Google about why it's so difficult to make friendships. And I came across this article on greatest, greatest greatest.com. It's linked in the show notes. The, The article title is let's talk about why it's so damn hard to make friends as adults. And this is by Kate Jacobson, and it was written and published on March 14th, 2017. In the article, Kate wrote, One thing no one tells you about being an adult is how lonely you will be. People tell you about the responsibilities, the hard work in front of you. Hell, they even tell you all the possible STDs you can get from unprotected sex. But for some reason, people seem to gloss over the fact that it's really, really hard to make friends as an adult. And as a result, a lot of people I know are lonely. She makes an interesting point that it is actually easier to pursue romantic relationships than to pursue friendships. She writes, romantic relationships are arguably easier to find because there's a physical attraction or at least the promise of one. People are motivated to find romantic relationships so they're more open to talking to strangers. And then she wrote, and I love this, (laughs) but if I'm in a dimly lit bar one Saturday night and I see a woman my age across the way and I want to get to know her strictly on a platonic basis, what do I do? Buy her a drink, compliment her outfit, try to get her number? I love this part of the article. I mean, how do you approach adults? How do you approach 
women approach other women that you find interesting? How do you start that conversation? Kate wrote, but what I've learned is despite how uncomfortable and scary it seems, other people want friends too. And most people are more than happy to chat or exchange numbers if you just ask. This article is important, not just because, you know, we want to make friends and it's hard to make friends as adults, but because we are such a mobile society and we are moved and transferred and transplant ourselves in different cities for multiple different reasons. Some people do it on the regular, change cities for jobs and, you know, move away, marry someone and move to a new city, whatever it is. We often find ourselves in new environments without our old homies there to hold our hands in person. Obviously, we keep in touch via the phone and whatever, but there you are in a new city with no friends. Kate wrote, having experienced this herself multiple times, mostly I've learned that in order to bring people into your life, you need to be open to receiving them. She also wrote, last summer at my going away party in Fort Lauderdale, it was interesting to look around the room and see all the people standing there. There were friends I met through comedy classes and friends I met after joining a journalism group for women I found online. There were work friends, kickball friends, friends I met through friends, and friends from university. Little by little, in all the cities I'd lived in, I really had managed to eventually make friends. So E, I think that's the point. The way to make new and lasting friendships is to get out there. Just like my podcast on dating. Well, you know, when you're looking for friendships, it's not altogether different than trying to look for a romantic relationship. You go out, you volunteer, you take a class. I think this is why, for me especially, I really enjoy social media because it allows me to make friends, friendships, virtual friendships with like-minded women all over the world. People who are on the same vibe, people who feel the same thing, people who believe the same thing that, you know, maybe I don't have all those kinds of people near me here in my, in my city. And as valuable as that is, it's wonderful to have a network of virtual friends and people that you just vibe with and you get each other on so many levels. That is fantastic. But there is something to be said. And I literally, it's so funny. I literally said this to my husband the other day. I said, you know, I was talking about self-care and I'm going to talk about that again in another podcast. But I was talking about the need that I felt like, because he was saying he wanted to pursue, go back to like his martial arts background and learn a new, a new style of martial art. And I was like, well, why don't you take a class? Why don't you go to class? He's like, well, they don't have them here, but I'm going to do this or that. And I'm going to learn about it online. And, And I just told him, I said, you know, I think we together as a couple need to do, we need is my husband and I are best friends. And that's why I don't have other friendships that are, you know, he's my best friend. We do everything together. He is my buddy and my husband. So, but that's not enough. Sometimes I need to be able to put on a dress and go out with a girlfriend and, and talk about life and talk about things that are not related to my relationship with my husband or the things that we do together. So I was telling him, you know, I think I said, you know, I think I might want to take a cooking class or something. I want to get out of the house since I work from home, which is a blessing. I wouldn't have it any other way, but I work from home. So by the weekend, I'm ready to get out, break out of the house and go do something. And I think that by going out, taking a class or doing something else 
that I'm passionate about or interested in, that will lead me to the other people that I could meet and form friendships with. You know, I think that that is the most important thing, E, is to get outside of your normal circumstances, your normal situations, the normal haunts and places that you go to. Change it up or nothing will change, right? And that is so true about so many things in our lives. If you want to make new friends, you have to put yourself in new situations. And as Kate wrote in her article, you have to be open to it. You sometimes have to make the uncomfortable first step. If you see a woman that's interesting and you love her outfit, give her a compliment. You strike up a conversation, ask her where she's from, ask her what she does. We can't just expect friends to fall out of the sky into our laps, you know, and I'm guilty of this too. We have to make the first move ourselves. That's by putting ourselves in situations where we can meet new people. We can meet people that we have something in common with and strike up the conversation and be the first one to say, hey, you know, let's, let's go grab a cup of coffee. Let's, you know, I don't, whatever it is, whatever it is you like, whether it's joining a running group or taking a class or volunteering, that I feel is the way to make new friendships. And the way to keep those new friendships is obviously always to draw on your previous experiences and know what it takes to be a good friend, what it takes, what makes you feel good, what do your friends do for you, what can you do for someone else to encourage and nurture that relationship and friendship. Of course, it's a two-way street. We all have our hearts broken in different ways, but a lot of times we make really great new friends And we also need to remember some friends come through our lives for a particular reason. And it may not be till years later that you can actually see once that friendship has passed and hearts have healed, what purpose that person served in your life. For example, when I was going through my divorce, I had a a close friend whom I, I adored her. I still love her. We're not friends anymore. But I had so much fun with her. We spent so much time together. And my husband now pointed out to me, he's like, she was in your life because your marriage wasn't serving you. You needed someone there. And he basically said, now that you have me, you don't need your friends as much because we're here with each other. So that doesn't mean you you don't need friends just because you get married. That's not at all he he was saying. But he was basically saying to me, that person was in your life at that point in your life for a reason and she's not in your life anymore for a reason for reasons for you to learn and for reasons for her to learn but that's it e i think that we both need to get out there and do something different in order to allow ourselves to meet other people and form new friendships so i'm going to refer us back to the episode which i'll link to it in the podcast notes where i talk about dating in the digital era i really feel like friendships in the digital era finding new friends, making new friends. I think all the tips that I shared in that podcast absolutely apply in this situation as well. So treat it almost like you're going to date someone, you know, go out, you try and put yourselves in new situations, meet new people and do it in real life. Thanks again for the suggestion, E. I hope you found this helpful and thank you all again for your support. If you're enjoying the podcast and you haven't had an opportunity to give me a rating or review, I would sincerely appreciate it. Until the next one, I hope you all stay well.